Good evening, and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on John Heiler. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. We're going to break the fourth wall. We've been talking for days now. Epic. <laughs> Epic. If we, my, all my plants have died. <laughs> if we printed up a script on it, it would be bigger than like the Bible. Both testaments. I know, right? We're on page um, 70, 754, I think. So we're going to do a little, a little show. We're going to talk about, he was on last time as a producer, but his band this excellent band has some some music out which i've been digging and been out, out on my page we're talk about the album and promote it he's got some good stuff going on the band is actually I let you, you introduce your band it's, it's your show uh, okay uh the band is called aerosol um aerosolmusic.com is the uh, the website is all you know links on all the different social media stuff like that and it's uh it's sort of um what would you call it uh star-studded cast of people, illustrious musicians from various uh, walks of life, and they've come together to help me make this record. So it's been amazing. And this record is special because you started with some some members, and you've lost somebody. Yeah. Can you share that, the beginning stages of this? Sure. Well, um, a little backstory. Um, many years ago, I met um, Sean Reinert from Cynic, and uh, Paul Masvidal uh, at the same time. And um, we did a record together uh, for their project called Eon Spoke. And little did I know this was a side project of their main uh, band called Cynic. And I later went on to do uh, two or two and a half records with Cynic. Um, And through the process, Sean and I became really close. I've known him for gosh, 20, 20 years now. I knew him for 20 years. Um, We were both conservatory students and had kind of come to these genres uh, through, um, you know, unusual paths. He he was a jazzer that found himself in this uh, sort of metal, prog metal uh, world, which, uh, you know, they say it's often that progress and fresh ideas have to come from outside, you know. I hear a lot of jazz um, in a lot of bands that, that, you know, you wouldn't expect. Right? And so it's nice. And it's always good when you meet someone, you work with people. I've been lucky to work with a lot of different people that who they actually listen to and what, what their musical background is often has very little to do with the genre that they're currently working in, you know? So anyway, um, after he had left Cynic, maybe 2018 or, or somewhere around there, uh, we had uh, spoken about working on this project aerosol together i had released some stuff uh as aerosol in the past but it was very different and this would be a new sort of reshuffling uh of the project and so we embarked on working on this project and i was very excited for him because he was looking for a new creative outlet after cynic and uh he was feeling free to you know run openly in the fields and do kind of whatever he wanted to and that not only as his uh, friend, but as a producer and a collaborator gave me a lot of joy too to be yeah. able to give him that, you know, and, and he had told me that that was, uh, you know, what he was excited about with aerosol. And um, yeah, so um, tragically, he suddenly passed away. Um, I guess it was January of 2019 or 2020 i want to say gosh i think i would know this date a little more i think it was 2020 um right before the the pandemic kicked in and uh we were devastated was he sick i'm sorry is he no no there was nothing it was it was out of nowhere 
he um he he had a heart thing that suddenly just took him out like a bolt of lightning you know and it was uh crushing for all of us and um and so you know after our initial grieving i was wondering what was to become of this project and uh we had only gotten him recorded on a couple of the songs although we had you know had writing sessions and collaborated on the other material um we didn't have him recorded for any of that stuff and and so um it was actually at the memorial service which was at um Dirk Verburen's house um and I was there with Matt Brownlee, my collaborator in aerosol, and um, all these other like amazing drummers were there. I had I had no idea how how revered he was in in the world that he lived in and existed in. I mean, he was on the cover of Drummer Magazine even when he passed away. NPR did a a, a piece on him. You know, I was like, because he never talked about it. He was a very humble, down to earth guy, and I, I love that about him. But apparently he had quite an influence and quite a large, his, his shadow, you know, cast quite a, quite a wide area. And, and so all these, all these renowned, amazing drummers were at the memorial service and we were all sharing our memories of Sean and, and, you know, uh, recollecting fond stories. And it dawned on me at that moment, I said, well, what if we, because we're musicians, you know, and, and what we, we communicate as well with music as we do with our words. And, and here was a, a place where, where words were failing us a little bit. And I said, well, what if we came together and expressed our love of Sean through this project? Like, instead of a collaboration, we made it a dedication towards him, you know, mm-hmm. and that way, these people that meant a lot to him and that he meant a lot to also, um, could contribute their other voices, if you will, to the project as a way to honor him, you know. And so that was sort of the idea, the genesis of the idea for for the aerosol project as it ended up being, you know. And uh, Dirk was incredibly gracious and willing. Who is in Megadeth, for people that don't know. Yeah, and the Soil Work and a lot of other bands, um, and Mike Heller as well, who's, uh, you know, Fear Factory and Raven and now uh, the Lucid as well. Um, so so they were more than willing. And, and uh, I was just blown away with this possibility. And of course, you know, the, 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 the sad truth is or, or the irony of the whole situation is this is that Sean was making this all possible, you know, even from beyond. He was the one that had brought us together right and so and and gave us this purpose and cause and um and so in a way his i've felt his hand sort of guiding this project all the way through to completion you know and and uh it's set us on a new direction and gave us energy and um and dynamics and dimension that we probably never would have had otherwise you know so it's it's really is amazing and it's an amazing album um I have to ask you before we go into the album, where do you get the name from? <sighs> Good question. You know, I haven't been asked that question and I've had it kicking around for a really? while. Um, you know, if you, if you think about the nature of music, it's a time-based art, right? It's not like a painting you can just stare at or a sculpture. 
It's something you have to experience in real time. And, you know, if you look at science and talk about atoms and molecules, you realize that, you know, everything that we consider to be solid and material is really just mostly empty space, right? And, and in a way, um, the beauty that, that we have in our lives is a very transient momentary thing. You know, everything is, is, uh, is transitional. Everything's constantly in a state of flux and change. And to me, an aerosol was something that was something that had a shape to it, but also could not be defined, you know, something that was a, a, a way of the fact that, you know, particle theory and wave theory, right? Are they particles? Or do they act as a wave? Like light is both a particle and a wave, right? And so in a way, this idea of something, and that's one of the reasons why I called the album Murmurations, because if you've ever seen those videos of the starlings moving, it's like they're one giant organism in the sky, but they're made up of all these individual sort of, uh, you know, um, creatures, you know. And so there was something about that that just uh, seemed to, uh, you know, work for me. And I love words. You know, there's Saul is in there, which, you know, comes from sun and arrow is like space. And so there's a lot of um, lot of extra meaning for that. For me there's well. a lot of people that that name is very popular. Yeah, there's there's one in Europe. There's a guy in Europe that has a and puts old, out. Too, I never realized how many there were because I usually, you know, I'm aware of a lot of band names, uh-huh. and I was surprised how many people that had, had, had some version of it. The spellings were different, different parts of the world. Yeah, like, exactly. where well, you came up because everyone has going to have their own vision of it. You know, exactly. And and, and you know, the, the funny thing was that before the pandemic, I had thought, you know. I, I thought it might be fun to call the album um, "Infectious Transmissions," oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but that <laughs> that idea was quickly uh, shelved. Uh, yeah, there's some. That's you know. I know bands that change the names of their albums after that too happened. I know there's yeah. some after the. Uh, you gotta be careful what you put on there. Right, yeah. it's true. So, so murmurations was something that was a similar idea because these are our, you know. And, you know, an, an artist experiences life, digests it, and then sort of regurgitates or excretes, even if you will, uh, their art. And their art is a, is a reaction to their experiences. And in a way, an aerosol or something that comes out of you when you sneeze or whatever, you know, it might be, is kind of the idea. I guess these are my sneezes, you know. Horrible, I, horrible visuals. I know. <laughs> you knew we were going to have an interview. You couldn't put a little time into this? No. I know, right? I didn't even, I'm just right. Yeah. Threw me a curveball with that. I know, I know. Yeah, it's on the sheet. This is uh, no, I'm just rescue. Um, Gonzo journalism here. <laughs> it's it's great. So the album's been out for a while, so people can really listen to it and use it on all the platforms and all the links and everything out there. And um, but to me, this album really stands out from a lot of albums. And this is the truth. You know, you know that I reached out to you and I even wrote something about it because this the sounds of this album and I'm encouraging you to check it out because it's different. I'm really having a hard time placing. I can't put it in a spot. I don't know really what to do. And and if I didn't know from the outside, if I didn't know about the drummer situation, I wouldn't have known there are different drummers on it, which is shows really? a lot of the cohesiveness. Yeah. It doesn't sound like what's going on with the drumming on that song. Like right. was this guy hyped up on, you know, a Red Bull and this guy's like chill, like in the pocket. <laughs> like It, it doesn't right. feel like you got a different band. Right. It feels like a band the whole way through, which That's is great. I think it's great. Yeah. They, play, they all play, I think it's a similar, you know, 
things they all stick to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. It just kind of happened to the music, but it's very individual. The um, songs, you only you have seven of them. My only problem is that there should probably be more. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there could be more. You know, there will be. There will be soon. Okay. You know, we, we thought it was important to not let too much time transpire between um the events of the past couple of years no i think it was good yeah i'm just joking but i mean like how long is it like 30 40 minutes 35 minutes maybe yeah i mean that was that that was most of van halen's first couple albums with 35 minutes i know i know so that's that was something that allowed me to feel you know i i've as all the records i've done and we always kind of hold 10 songs around as the the sort of you know standard for for an album hard though right because you gotta have kind of 10 good songs like this the right. thing about this one you're done you're like i wish there's i wish there's more songs on it which is a good sign that's that's what i'd rather have you feel than like, like you know what Drew, i need a cigarette we need a break he's a producer he could have really chopped a few things off at the end he should know better <laughs> you know so and that's that's the thing so you're singing on it and you're a keyboardist and um like i said like you have a very beautiful voice and and um it almost sounds different in some of these songs too, but I'm, I'm looking over at the song list here. What's uh-huh. really, really great is um, being a producer and writing stuff. The challenge of self-editing. Now we've talked about this before where you say, you know, and I, I, the wording was something like, you feel you're pretty good about editing yourself. Uh-huh. And my answer to that was, I think everybody feels like they're pretty good about editing themselves. Right, right. It's crazy. But to step outside of yourself to really be like, no, like I can tell you, I don't think I edit myself at all. I don't, I don't think I do anything well. I would. <laughs> it's really hard. I mean, I'm lucky to have been making records for so many years with other singers and to have all that experience because there's, uh, you know, I can put my producer hat on and I can take off my artist hat and, and listen to myself with relative objectivity. Never, never as much as I could another singer, but I've gotten over the cringe of having to listen to, you know, take after take of my own vocals, which is, you know, never my uh, top most exciting thing to do any given day. But you really have a good voice. I'm not surprised. Just, I, didn't, I didn't know you as a, as a singer. Well, thank you. you. Talking to you and hearing your voice means you your regular voice and then hearing you sing. And that's well, really I do want to give credit to uh, Matt, too. Matt sings some leads on uh nevermore mm-hmm. and uh and some other parts of like in breathe the ending he's taking uh, more of a lead role you know his his voice is also really great and and it works yeah. well with mine oh, and really his all, harmony, all amazing too so it, that's that's uh you know to to be fair he's in there he's in the mix there too it's it's um but the songs are crafted in a way i think because you've done pr- production they don't meander to, off to nowhere land. They're really well crafted. They don't. There's nothing, ex, there's nothing excessive about it. Like it doesn't go like, well, you know, it's each song has, you know, kind of like when you know, like when the Beatles were putting out all their albums. Like they, you know, they, the songs were a song. It was no, no fat. It was just really just you know a good fit, right? You know, but then let's see. That being said, the musical journey you're on inside of it, and the space between the notes and stuff, and the sounds. Don't make it feel like you're you know, you're locked into a, a certain thing. There's the journey inside of the song, but there's no blow on the song either. Well, thank you because that's actually was one of our goals was 
in this sort of idea and, and as grandiose as it might sound, you know, to try to come up with something that was a new hybrid, right? It, and and the, the parameters were such that to be authentic to myself, I had to include more than just standard pop chords, and, uh, you know, and sensibilities, because that's doesn't reflect as much of my background, even though I've been working in that field for many years. Mm -hmm. So it was the idea of, say, Prague or, you know, uh, jazz fusion-y almost uh, vocabulary, but put it into the, the format and the structure of pop songs, which is it's like subconsciously the, the kind of pills that we can easily uh, swallow, right? Like a little intro verse, some sort of bridge or pre-chorus into a chorus and sort of get to those sections with the same sort of pacing and tempo that modern listeners are used to, you know, this isn't the seventies. No, this isn't like, you know, uh, yes, who I love very much. It's not like that. And, and, um, that's what I thought. It was frustrating. I can't put it in a genre. I can't figure out what it is. And I'm really pretty good about comparing, finding. Like, well, I know. And that's, see, it's funny it's because, crazy, that's actually, goal, but it also is frustrating because, a lot of people that work with product, whether it's uh, promoters or, or labels or whatever, they need to know what bin to put it in in their mind. And when you create something that doesn't fit into a category, it's harder for them. Well, before we had the shoegaze version of, of, of rock, of the alternative, the first version, I, to me, was when you're seeing like, oh, it's alternative. It was like Fishbone. And um, alternative to what was going on in the mainstream was what it, kind of what it was. It wasn't Seattle sound. It became almost exclusive to me. Um, but hearing like hearing this and then used to what music's out now, it felt like to me like when I first heard like Faith No More compared to what was on the radio, you're like, oh, it's familiar, but I have never heard this before. Yay, that's great. That's great. You know what I'm saying? So that's, it's such but, a delicate balance. I, I've once talked about it about like, oh, think about the analogy of food. If I told you I had a brand new food that was like blue paste on top of a purple circle, I'm in. Like, ugh, right. uh, I don't even want to try it. But if I said I've got a new flavored hamburger, you'd be like, I'm all over it. Let's try it out, right? Right. So it's that delicate balance of people want to try something new, but they want really like a variation on something that they're familiar with because it's much easier barrier to overcome. Right. You know, if we were to make bleep bleep boop, you know, whatever, people would be like, what is that? you know i mean you feel like certain similarities and risks and stuff it's not i mean it's not faith the more by any means what i'm saying is it's the similarity of this the the stark contrast of what's going on now and what you heard you're like whoa this is sounding different that's what i mean and and it's exciting too because it's it's fun it's good it's it's not arena rock it's not um i wouldn't call it prog rock i it's got different melodies from different types of music it's almost like you, you could i feel like you could even take each piece of the song out like take the melody of Delilah and mm-hmm. you could probably put an acoustic guitar there. Like you right. could take, you could probably build. It's like, it's like when you go to a place and get like a big sandwich, those big monster sandwiches from those family right. grinders. There's enough right. cold cuts to take them all out and you can make a couple meals. Right, right. right. It's that's, funny you say that. That's, that's actually, the songs. Like there's so many parts of the songs that could be other right. songs. Like 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 three songs are, are, are condensed down into one song. Right. You know, like the bridge could be a different song. You could You right. could stretch it all out. And right. that's something that I had to, I had to, it, it, it's time consuming because, you know, when I'm working on the demos for these songs, they've gone through iterations 
of versions. Let's try them at different tempos. Let's try different genres. Let's try different styles. Let's try yeah. different instrumentation. And I, I would work up quick demos in, in all these different, you know, uh, sort of versions, you know, like how a, a painter will do many different little studies, little small versions of the painting to try to get a sense of the form and the shape and the colors and the palette. Yeah all that stuff. So I did many different demos of the songs in different genres. And what you're hearing is sort of like the, 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 the best of all of those, you know, like I could trace the baseline of, of this song back to this one demo. I could trace these background uh-huh. harmonies back to a different version. There's three know. songs in each one. There's seven songs. I'm a real jerk. There's a lot more songs in there than I thought. So it's really 21 songs, <laughs> yeah, right? 21 and songs. if I was smart for streaming, I should have split them up into different cues. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, I'd like to, it's I was looking at you know so nomad and and you do a lot of wordplay in these songs too. Yeah, you I do like that. I like I that too. Like, I like, I like words. Yeah. So you'll sing one thing, but it really kind of means something else. Or it's almost similar, almost same word to the way you're singing it, like with nomad or right. Um, Home of Home, whatever that's called. Within choker, nevermore. You do that too. I think you do it in a couple songs in some of the choruses where they kind of lean into that, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What um, so like for nomad and choke. And even like Nevermore, like, well, actually, step back for a See, Nevermore and Delilah, those have some, some really, probably more, the most, probably most commercial, do you think? Melodies in them, probably. For pop. They, they are, I mean, they are um, radio friendly. They're less challenging, I guess you might say, right? They're a little more um, sort of um, face value, you know, a little more straightforward, you know. I don't. I, I learned like early on, I didn't have to try to, you know, build the Taj Mahal every time I did a song, you know, mm-hmm. to, even though there's a lot of stuff still packed in there, I'm, I actually sort of have to hold myself back or I'll never actually finish anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if I keep adding and, and changing, you know, uh, and, and finishing a song, calling it done itself is its own muscle. I, you know, that's a very different thing from starting it or from working. Well, you had it for the- so long too. I mean, yeah. It's good. It's 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 finished. It's I'm looking at the songs. There's seven songs and they're great. It's everywhere. I want people to get it. So you also um talk about some additions to the merch songs you wanna share a little or what's that? You have some merchandise and some stuff going on. Oh yeah, we're working on a story right now. Um uh we're putting together all the different things here. I've got uh I'm wearing one of the prototypes right now, just the oh. album cover on a shirt so we're stoked about that uh we're gonna have um a grand opening of the merch store uh march we're gonna make it merch march and um we'll have you know t-shirts hoodies uh caps uh maybe some backpacks uh, just pretty much anything you would find in merch store um and um the important thing is that in sean's honor we're donating profits to the trevor project which is a uh 24-7 hotline for LGBTQ uh, youth that are at risk. And so we, you know, we wanted to give to a cause that was important to him and therefore important to us as well. You know, so, uh, and you, we're going to do, uh, you know, um, like bundling with download codes and we're going to have a deluxe package. We're even going to do like stems uh, for, for those people that are interested in, you know, listening to like high res stems and stuff like that. Wow. And and um, I, I think if, if I got to talk to the the admin on it, but I think we're going to do like a 
if you uh, mention like our hashtag in a post, you can uh -huh. get a download code or a 20% off coupon for like the month of March or something like that. Did you mention um, vinyl? Yes, yes. That's yes. Well, we've got, and there's such a lead time on vinyl right now. If you have any other rate, right now we're looking at eight months out, which is crazy. Um, the demand is so high. But, but what we wanted to do is we've got three more songs to follow up uh the the first record and and that would make a full 10 if they if it fits we'd like to finish those songs and put the entire thing out on vinyl you know some high quality vinyl you know um yeah that would have all all 10 songs on it it's not so, gonna be like the, the um sticks paradise theater a track i had as a kid and it goes like best of times and you rock and it goes down and then you have to click track like, three. Oh man those are no. those Best of time goes back up again. I don't want to sing it because I don't want to be copyright on it here. But, okay, um, I'll, I'll take you back. I loved Sticks. Paradise Theater vinyl was laser etched oh. on one side with the entire album cover on the actual vinyl nice. in laser etching. My parents had the A track of, of the Paradise Theater, so that's how I know. A track like, is brutal. That's so brutal. You know, in the middle of the song, it's just like click. There was a point I wanted, I was going to install it in my car just for a joke, but I'm like, it's just too much because yeah. then it would be in there that I, I, I would be the joke would just be too long. Not too long ago, a band I was working with in Chicago called Frontier released an album on 8-track. That's the thing though. People are releasing their singles now on, on cassettes for fun. Yeah. And everyone's like, it's, it's like it's a joke. I'm like, no one has a cassette player. Right, exactly. It's like a thing now. You're like, are you kidding Dude, me? Barely, you can't even, I mean, I, I had someone ask me for a CD of the aerosol record. I'm like, huh? You know, it, it's like the it, physical product is, uh, you know, the flash drive flash. is becoming popular. Put all your songs and some other stuff on a flash drive. Right. right. It is part of the new, new thing now. That's a good idea. In fact, we should uh, look into that for the merch um, thing because then we could have it like preloaded with like yeah, the put everything on it. I want points on that one, by the way. I like that. You're in. <laughs> no, but seriously, there's some people, artists, that like to have their whole, their whole catalog on it. Yeah. Why not? And and because it all fits on, on that, and it's there. I mean, you can right. plug a flash drive into anywhere in your computer. You can plug in your car. Yeah, except our new Mac laptops. We need to get the adapter. I get a USB three point two flash drive or something. I know. I, know. I have an adapter of mine. Take off the side of mine. Of course, it's beautiful. Yes, looks like exactly. an octopus arm. I know. It's I know. Awesome. Mine's uh, going to the Ethernet cable for the. And then you got another thing off of that, and then you just you're just daisy chaining everything off that. No, Angle hell. I know. It's, it's, it's like the Beastie yeah. Boys say, we got the ill peripherals. <laughs> it's, it's the worst, man. It's the worst. Well, I wanted to keep this tight because I want, I want people to go see it. And, I mean, see, I'll, I'll listen because actually see the videos because you have some lyric videos on YouTube mm -hmm. and the music. And I, I can't wait for the vinyl. I, okay, I'm going to have to wait. You know, are, are those three songs going to wait for the vinyl? Are you going to do them as an EP in between? So you keep. Well, uh, my my primary goal right now is to. I, and I had I was mixing a record for another artist, um, so I had to back burner it a little bit. But I'm getting back to it next week, so I have to finish the tracks first. If the tracks aren't done, then any discussion of release is you know moot. So <laughs> I get placeholders, you know, yeah. just empty space, empty tracks. We're done, so I don't know. Right? No, I mean they're. They're done in the sense of demos, but I, like I said before, I do extensive demoing and then it takes a, you know, a process of, of actually bringing in all the musicians and having them play in the parts and stuff. Okay, like that. that's down the road then, yeah. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I was hoping for this month um, and 
that's probably going to be a little tough at this point. So, I, you know, maybe we can finish the songs in another month. And it might be good to put them as digital before we do the vinyl. I know if you had to do like a, like a three-song EP and then you bundle them all as vinyl when that comes Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Kids like to have the content up, I'm just telling they you. They do, they do. And that, that, was, that was my goal, you know, but, you know, best laid plans of mice and men, as they mm-hmm. say. So well, it's this, tough to do This has all. been great. You know, I love your band. I love your music. I love what you do. I Thank you so much. It's Thanks for being on the show. Honor to be on here and to to uh, you know talk about it. It's humbling and uh, and it's I don't know. It's you know to be on your show is is really amazing and, well, I and Thank exciting. You. you know, Too much credit. You'll be back again. We uh, we like to jibber jabber. I know we have to come up with more reasons. I have to make more, put out more releases well, so I can come back on I, the show. I always have ideas for shows. Trust me. Look All right, let's do it. Right. I'll have that for something else then. I want to exactly. thank you. Show man. Thank you so much.